All right. Well, it is a different kind of a Sunday, right? It's our first time back inside. We asked you to do the mask thing. We're sitting a little bit separated. Um, and so it's a different kind of Sunday in the midst of a different kind of a season of life, right? We're all feeling it. Call it fear, call it uncertainty, call it the difficult decisions, trying to figure out what work looks like, what school looks like. Um, and so we wanted to address that head on from a kind of a mix of a very biblical standpoint, but also a practical standpoint. And so today we're mixing it up. And if you've been around Fieldstone for a while, you've seen us do things that we call our roots interviews, where we get individuals or families up here and kind of dig a little deeper beneath the surface. And so we're doing something kind of like that uh, from a current event standpoint. Um, this is Kelly Lindsay, a uh, friend of mine, a uh, partner in ministry crime over the years, uh, interacted in, in different environments. Uh, and so she's joining us this morning to help us do exactly what I've been talking about. So Kelly, do us a favor, uh, kind of tell us who you are, uh, what do you do, what are you passionate about, what's your family like, like who is Kelly Lindsay? Well, hi everyone, it's so great to be here at Fieldstone, and it's nice to see all of you and your first service back here. Um, so I'm Kelly Lindsay, I'm a licensed counselor. And um, I have a private practice in Plymouth, Michigan called Interpersonal Growth Counseling. And I also work at Northridge Church. I'm the care ministries lead there. And I've been on staff for about nine, nine years now. Um, yeah. It's, Time flies. I know. <laughs> um, let's see. I have a wonderful family. My husband's here with me today. Right there, that masked man, Andy. Andy, or Zorro, or whatever. Zorro. No. Oh, wait, no, we already decided Zorro was across the aisle. Right, Sorry. right. Um, and we have four kids together, a blended family. They're college age. Uh, our oldest just graduated from college. And then our youngest is starting his senior year of high school. And it's kind yeah. of disheartening. So you guys have been navigating all those same decisions that the rest of us have, huh? Oh, Trying to figure out what that all looks like. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to know. Um, his school is starting up like a slow start virtually, and it's just not at all what we had hoped for a senior year to look like. So, um, and then you asked me, what am I passionate yeah, about? Yeah, what are you passionate about, Kelly Lindsay? Well, I, <laughs> I'm very passionate about sharing the hope and love of Christ with others. And um, I get to do this work. He's, he's given me this passion to come alongside others and help them to experience more of what he has for us, that fullness of life, that peace, um, the truth that he provides for us, how to live a good life according to his precepts. And I, I uh, just really thankful for the work I get to do. Awesome. So, I mean, flyby of the last five or six months, you've been locked in your house like everybody else. Have you been able to work? Have you guys been healthy? You know, everything good the last five or six months, or how how is that? How has COVID messed with you guys? I guess. Well, for for me, I'm a I'm an extrovert. I love people, I love hugs, I love time with my girlfriends, and and I've been cooped up. I'm not gonna kid you. Like it's been so hard. So if you've got extroverted friends or family, you need to you need to love on them. You need to give them a phone call do some face chat or something, or even go to their house and stand on the porch and shout out to them. So do that. Um, my husband's an introvert, and he has just been loving this. <laughs> and I thought it would get old for him, but no. Um, so that has been something. Besides that, my family, we did lose a family member, my uncle, to COVID 
which has been tough, and that was back in March. And, and you said he was otherwise a pretty healthy guy, right? Yeah, he yeah. was only 60, very wow. healthy. Like we, yeah, very sad. Um, business is good. It's different, for sure. Um, my health, I uh, was diagnosed early on in COVID um, with rheumatoid arthritis, and but I had to wait a couple months before I could even go to a doctor. My body was just in horrible pain. And that was really hard. Um, so now I'm just on all kinds of meds, and I have to watch out because it suppresses my immune system. So if you see me really hypersensitive about wearing a mask, it's because I, I do need to be careful. So Yeah, gotcha. Uh, well, we, uh, we invited Kelly to join us today just, like I said, to talk through some of the, the biblical side and practical side of kind of navigating because this is a transition weekend for us, and many of us are going through transitions uh, as we figure all this out. So kind of the first really serious question I want to throw at you, something that we've been trying to figure out here, um, true or false? Uh, COVID is a conspiracy started by Bill Gates. Can you clear that up for us? No, I'm, I don't answer because I know that at least half the people in this room will hate you, uh, depending on how you answer. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, so many of us are being asked, and in many ways, maybe worse, we're being forced to take our spiritual lives um, and somehow make practical decisions in the real world, a world that doesn't really feel, feel very spiritual most of the time, especially these days. Um, and so we're struggling with who do we trust? What science do we listen to? How, do, how does this play out at work? How does this play out at school? So as someone who I know loves Jesus, you believe the Bible, strong faith, but you also have a career that's built on and supported by science, um, which we would, in a lot of ways, we'd put kind of in the secular bucket. So for you, as someone whose whole life is kind of built around that tension, how have you kind of navigated that through this season? How have you navigated that in your career, finding that balance between faith, Jesus, spiritual stuff, and science, data, things to learn, textbooks, things like that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a, a different kind of paradigm to have these days and harder than ever, I guess. But the first thing that I do is I put my faith first, of course. I look to God, I, I ask him to help to prepare my heart and my mind for each and every day because it's he that works in and through me, and so that's very important. I also respect science. There's a lot of, uh, you know, information that most of us don't really know, and we need to be able to lean into some experts who, you know, they're doctors, and they've been researching pandemics and viruses, and we do have to be mindful, and we have to also, especially as Christians, be respectful, even if there's a tension, and we might not understand the differences in the way we see things. Um, we, we do need to respect others and value where they're coming from. We, it doesn't have to be such a tension there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, good. Um, so as we kind of think about all the things that we've been through over the last five, six, things that we're still going through, really, it's not over yet, um, things we're going through as individuals, as families, really even as communities, from a professional standpoint, what's wrong with us right now? No, like, as you look at these people, tell me, diagnose these people for me. What is their issue? Uh, but no, like, what, is there a professional way of describing what we've been experiencing and feeling over these last few months? Like, what, what's our diagnosis? What are we going through? So it's probably a little different for, for all of us to some degree. 
You know, I don't know if you've heard that saying, like, we're all in the same storm. We're all in the same storm, but we, we're in our different boats. So some of you are dealing with loss, maybe loss of a job, and that's been really hard to navigate through, and there's a lot of uncertainty and fear, anxiety that could come with that, stress, financial stress. Some of you may have experienced grief, like we did in my family, and it's such a trying time with grief because you can't memorialize your loved one in the way that you would want to. You know, you can't bring your families close together and hug each other and, and, and mem remember them in a way that you would normally. And if that's you, I would, I would just encourage you to lean into your grief and allow yourself to experience that. Um, contact other people to talk to, don't do that alone. Um, some of us are struggling with isolation. Uh, depression often can, can um, be an issue for those of us who get isolated and we're not just around people or doing some of the things that we might normally enjoy doing. I mean, it's tough, but I think all of us can relate to adjustment, like an adjustment disorder. You asked if I were to diagnose. <laughs> I think that, you know, on the other side of COVID, like, so many of us will have experienced some sort of an adjustment disorder. So you can just put disorder on the backside of any description, like you're having yes. isolation <laughs> disorder, adjustment disorder, yes. <laughs> church disorder, you know, lot, lots of things going on, yeah. Um, interesting. So what about project to the future? You know, because those are things we're dealing with now, and um, but, it, I mean, you've been practicing, right? You've been meeting with people on Zoom and, and different things like that. What are the most likely conversations that people are going to be bringing to you in a professional environment, uh, even five, ten years down the road? Because, you know, we, we talked about how, um, I think last service you said, you know, when, when the uh, federal government, state governments, it kind of like flipped the switch and turned everything off. Yeah. And when we, it's not going to be a switch turning back on, there's going to be long-term things as a result of this. So. What types of conversations do you imagine people bringing to you over the next few years? What are they going to be dealing with? What, what are you going to be hearing from them? What are going to be the struggles that are kind of ongoing uh, beyond yeah. this? So I'm, during this time that we've been isolated, and like Justin said, it was like a, 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 a switch was flipped, and one day we were told to go home, and everybody made a run for toilet paper and liquor. And, you know, I don't know about you. That wasn't you. us. No, we didn't need any toilet paper. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. But I think on the other side of this, uh, you know, there's that COVID-19, a uh, little bit of weight that some of us might have gained throughout this process that we're going to be talking about and dealing with. Um, addiction. Like, that's huge. Just... So many people are at home coping with alcohol, and they can. They can hide, like, and then so many people are just not Sorry aware of it. Sorry to interrupt again, but would you say, I didn't think of this this morning, but are there people who potentially would never see that as a danger for them, but all of a sudden during this COVID period, they discover, oh, maybe there is something. I do have an addiction or have that capacity. Ab absolutely. So... Um, especially if you have a family history with addiction, anybody in your family might mean that you're a little bit more prone. But if you find yourself reaching for alcohol or liquor, wine, whatever, you know, so many nights a week 
and you're starting to rely on it, then you, there might be a, a problem that's being created for you. Um, and there's a good chance that's what you're using to cope. So that I really feel like there's going to be a lot of this on the other side. Also, because people are at home and isolated, there's an uptick in domestic violence. And so um, trauma, people are dealing with trauma right now. And in the wake of all of this, it's going to be really hard to process that. Children um, not being able to socialize and do the activities that they would normally want to do might have issues socializing in the future. It's really sad. I mean, and these are their formative years, so they need that. So as parents, it's important that we really try to anticipate what they need and do the best that we can to um, help them grow and foster that development in whatever creative way we can. Um, I think tons of people will be struggling with social anxiety. You know, the say the virus is gone, but the threat still feels imminent, and it's will be hard to just go to a grocery store without like ducking your way through aisles. Yeah, and, like oh, you don't have to be scared anymore. Right. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. I think it'll be really hard yeah. for us to understand that what that will look like, and then also in our professional capacity, if you think about like so many people losing their jobs or their jobs are changing to more of a remote environment. If, if you haven't been technologically savvy in your past, like that's something that you're gonna probably wanna learn unless you're in like a service industry or um, an essential industry like a nurse or yeah. It's, it's gonna be a different world for us across the board. What about things like, I, you know, I'll throw out something like PTSD. We usually associate that with soldiers coming home. Is that something that comes into play here with, with what some of us are going through? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, yeah, I think early on when um, if we talk about soldiers and a lot of the combat issues that they go through, um, physiologically we experience the same reaction in our bodies when we go through in trauma. Um, so if it's abuse, that's, that's a lot like a soldier being in combat. Um, our bodies react the similar way. I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, this may be resonating with, with people in the room. Maybe they're sensing, okay, maybe I'm experiencing maybe the first couple steps of this and starting to see inklings of this. If there's something I'm struggling with, how do I know if I need a professional counselor, or if I just need to talk to someone, right? A, a best friend, a, my favorite aunt, whatever. Like, how, how do I tell the difference between needing professional wisdom and advice and guidance versus just a friend? So we all go through ups and downs, right? Like, we can have good days and bad days, and but if you find your bad days are, are going on and on, like for like two weeks or more, then I would recommend that you reach out to somebody. Um, you might be experiencing some distress, dysfunction, strong emotions, irritability. I mean, this has been a stressful time, and so stress will bring the worst out in us. Um, I don't know about you, but like I've had a shorter fuse. Very easy to get triggered right now. And we're not used to what we're going through. And so some of these things that are coming out of us that we might normally 
not have issues with, man, oh man, they are surfacing. And I mean, just at the grocery store, I can't tell you how many times I run into conflict between people. And you know, we really need to rein in on that and lean into the fruits of the spirit as Christians. Um, I think that's so important that we have some self-control and patience and kindness and love and gentleness out there. So if you're struggling with those kinds of things, like keep an eye on that. And then also some of us are, you know, maybe even contemplating a feeling of helplessness or hopelessness. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have thought that they just would be better off, you know, not here contemplating what it what life might be like or for others if they weren't here anymore. Like they want to take their lives and self-harm. And if that's you, then talk to a professional right away. Do not wait. Um, and then lean into your family. Let them know what you're going through because they are your people. They're your accountability and they need to know so that they can lift you up and encourage you and you know, just know what you're going through so you're not alone. So if, if you have a hard time talking to people, go to your family, let them know. That vulnerability is a good thing. Yeah, and, and even on the flip side, if someone in your life comes to you with one of those concerns, be ha, have kind of your antennas up looking for some of the things that Kelly's talking about. Is this a bad day? Is this an ongoing thing? Is, is there talk of self-harm? Those types of things. Just to be aware um, on their behalf of what they might be feeling that they're not even aware of. Right. We really need to look out for each other. We do. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you are a counselor who is a Christian, right? And so to, does it matter if the counselor I go to is a Christian counselor? I get that question so often from people that are looking uh, for guidance in that way. Um, talk about a little bit kind of that, that back and forth play between okay, what's a Christian counselor versus a counselor who's a Christian? What does that look like? What does the conversation up front look like? You know, tell us a little bit about that. So there are, there are so many wonderful Christian counselors available out there, but they might not be marketed that way. Um, if seeing a Christian counselor is important to you, um, and I can see why it would be, because if you hold your faith strongly and you really want God's best in your life, then integrating that into your counseling process is, is a lovely thing. It's really powerful. So you can even go through your provider portfolio, uh, profile to look up different providers, and, and you could um, often see that they'll have it listed if they take a faith-based approach or if they're Christian. And if that's important to you, you can always ask, and then if you meet with a counselor, let them know that that's, that's what you're looking for, that you really want Christian counseling. Because if you don't let them know, then they're not going to assume that, and they would never impose their values onto you. So it's very important that you make that clear. Yeah, because technically, if it's someone like you, who, who you know, the sign out front doesn't say Christian counselor, but it's very near and dear to your heart, you cannot go into that assuming... I'm going to include faith in this. I'm going to include scripture in this. So they need to say up front, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, communicate what you want because otherwise they are not going to impose um, their faith or bring any sort of faith into the counseling environment with you. 
Um, I include that on my intake. I ask up front if that's important to you, how important it is to you, and if you would like that included in therapy. So, but it, it does make a difference because when you can share the hope of Christ and be able to pray with your um, clients, I, I mean, it takes so much of the burden away off your shoulders to know that you're trusting in God. Everything that you're talking about, you're giving it to God and that he's going he's gonna to carry you through this, that he's with you and he'll carry you through. So Yeah, and I'm sure you found, and, and even just talking with doctors of physical bodies and things, there is a tie between the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, and it all kind of runs together. So to have those things oh. running concurrently with each other is huge. Absolutely. I mean, we are, as human beings, we're spiritual, emotional. We have our cognitive health that we need in our physical health. And so any one of them can be out of whack and it can create just um, like a domino effect throughout our lives. So that's why it's very important that if anything is off for you, that you go and talk to somebody before it gets out of hand. And you know what, here's another thing. You don't have to be going through a whole lot to go and talk to a counselor. Counselors can help you to just live your best life. And it doesn't have to be a crisis. It doesn't have to be a tough thing that you're dealing with. If you want to learn more about yourself and grow, call a counselor. They can help you with that. You mean they're not going to try to put you in a straitjacket? No, first five minutes? Oh, okay. it's not all right. like that at all. I feel better about that then. <laughs> so, so let's say you're not to that level. Like short of going to a professional counselor, what are some things that we can do uh, for ourselves, for our families, for our kids who are going through all of this with us to kind of help foster that healthy spiritual, emotional uh, side of life for short-term and long-term? What are some of the some things that we can do for ourselves? Well, for sure, you know, maybe take a shower every day. Um. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> okay. Some of you needed to hear that this morning. <laughs> if we walk out of here and that's the only truth that gets landed, <laughs> it was a good Sunday because some y'all some y'all needed that. Well, I mean, <laughs> seriously, we're home and, yeah. you know, I mean, don't necessarily have to shower as much as we would normally, but doing something like that does help to wake us up, helps us to yeah. feel a little bit better. Eat well, exercise, pay attention to your emotional life. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, lean into them, lean into your faith, pray, set your heart right with God every day, get into his word. He has so much great wisdom to share and he's the ultimate encourager and healer. So absolutely get into the word. Keep an eye on your children. They are going through a lot of stressors right now too and it comes out a little differently with them. Um, especially if you notice lately, they've been really irritable. Um, kids tend to get angry and irritable when they're sad, so pay attention to that. Make sure that you're providing in the best way that you can some normalcy for them in their lives. Um, I, I know it's hard, but they do need that. So many of them aren't returning to school, um, so that's tough. But just talk to each other. Have some accountability. My husband is my best friend. I can tell him anything. If I'm off, he's going to let me know it. And I do the same for him. And you need that because iron sharpens iron. Give somebody close to you permission 
to check you and give you feedback. It's so important. Um, pay attention to your emotions. They usually indicate what you need. If you're having a strong emotion, it's because you need something. It's not an indicator to react. Usually it doesn't work out well. I don't know if any of you have done things in anger. Not good. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Not good. So if you're having a strong emotion, pay attention to it because it might mean you're hungry. It might mean that you need some friendship, some support. You might be sad. You might need a hug. You know, you might need, you might need some reassurance if you're struggling with fear. So pay attention to what's going on inside of you and then do something about it, especially your thought life. Um, if you are having a lot of negative thinking, that cycle that you just, you can't break it. Try to focus on other things. Um, reframe your thoughts for good things, um, that blessings that God has for us. Yeah, so honestly, it sounds like a lot of the things that we might call basics, but putting special emphasis on them because it's so easy for them to get lost in the Very shuffle of everything that's going on. Things. Yeah. How about uh, uh, other resources that we can dive into? Any books that have been near and dear to you that have been encouraging that might be helpful for us? Books or podcasts or whatever that we can dive into? Absolutely. Well, I love TED Talks. I go on there. I look for Christian speakers all the time, motivational speakers. Uh, that's a great resource. Also, right now, media, I understand that you guys have access to that. Tons of great Bible studies and um, resources there to at your fingertips just to learn and grow more about your faith and closer to God. Um, some books I would recommend. There's a, a great book by um, Henry Cloud called Changes That Heal, and that's about healthy relationships. Um, one of the blessings of this pandemic is that we've been forced to spend a lot of time together. It's not always easy, but in that, we can really help to grow our relationships and make them stronger than ever. We can use this time as a precious time to uh, bond with one another in a, in a really healthy way, and so that book's great for that. Boundaries is another awesome resource by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, and that's if you struggle to say no. If, if you would do anything for anybody all the time and that causes any dysfunction in your life, then that's a great book for you. Um, I have had boundary issues. I tend to just want to help people as much as I can. So I've, I've had to read that book a couple of times. That's a good one. Um, Learning to Tell Myself the Truth, that's by William Backus. And it's a Christian psychoeducational book all about reframing your thoughts that might be negative. I mentioned that earlier, that negative cycle with the truth of God's word. And so it's just a beautiful book. It's very helpful. It's like a workbook. Um, and I think I also mentioned... Shauna um, Nyquist was yes, one. Yes. Yeah. She has a book called Present Over Perfect. And that's all about just being mindful and enjoying your moments, slowing down. You don't have to be everything to everybody. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with this, and we feel like we're not enough, or we're always striving to make things perfect. And if that's you, then that book's great, because it will help you just to understand that God is with you, and you can just calm down, have rest for your soul. It's okay to relax. It's okay to sit and just be with somebody and talk and take your time. 
and be present. It's a beautiful book. Yeah, that's good. So to kind of bring it back to a little bit of a biblical landing point, we love God, right? There's great faith in our lives. Um, but all the information that's coming in over the last five or six months has told us to be afraid, be anxious, you know? And so we're navigating that tension. What wisdom would you have for someone who's sitting out there thinking, I do love Jesus, right? I do trust him, but I'm nervous. I'm scared. What, what wisdom can you throw at them if we're living in that tension? Sure. Well, God knows our human condition. He created us. And he addresses worry and anxiety hundreds of times in the Bible. And every time he tells us, be strong, be courageous, I am with you. The Lord God is with you. He will never leave you. He will not forsake you. He tells us not to have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And then he tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, that if you're worried, when you're worried, when you're anxious, take all of that to God with supplication and thanksgiving and, and let him know what's going on. And he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I just love that. Like God's peace is so good, it surpasses all understanding. That's what we need right now. We need the peace of God more than ever. That scripture goes on to say to focus on what's good and lovely and pure and noble and true and praiseworthy. To meditate on these things and the peace of God will be with you. And I mean, is it hard to reflect on those things for you? Do you find yourself struggling with fear and, and uncertainty right now? Then try to meditate on those good things and that will help a great deal. It really, it does. God yeah. is good. Yeah, that's really good. And, and, and one thing that we had talked about on the phone is just the fact that God never promises us that everything is going to be okay all the time, right? But there are things that he does promise. And that's where I, I kind of want to land this morning. The band's going to come and lead us through one more song. In Psalm 18, too, David writes, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Almost feels like David's talking himself through a difficult situation, like, man, I got to get back to my rock. And then fast forward to the New Testament in Hebrews, it says, Jesus Christ, that same rock that David was talking about, is the same yesterday in the Old Testament, today, here in 2020, and forever Whatever we're facing, whatever we're going through, whatever transitions we have to navigate or fears or, or whatever, God promises that the rock that he's always been is the rock that he'll always be. So be, certainly be mindful of what you're feeling, uh, how you're doing physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And of course, be wise and be respectful of the information that's at our disposal, whether it's science or the advice of friends or professionals, but in the end, be encouraged because we do not have to live in fear. That same God who has always been strong and mighty and a provider and a protector is that same God now. So um, Kelly is going to make herself, let's give her a round of applause for joining us this morning. Um, after service, she's going to hang out. She's going to be back uh, out on the patio uh, available to just chat if you have any questions or want to pick her brain on anything or just 
you know, ask her what her favorite color is. I don't know. Uh, but keep in mind, she'll have her mask on. She's asking for some extra distance, so give her maybe six and a half feet uh, in that conversation. But uh, she's a, a depth of knowledge and, and, uh, and love, so feel free to, to pick her brain a little bit. Uh, well, at this time, I'm going to, if you would stand with us, we are going to pray, and then we're going to enter into kind of a closing time of worship. Father, we love you, and um, God, I just want to kind of preview the words of this next song of running to you, running to the Father. Um, God, we acknowledge right now that we run a lot of different directions, and we chase down a lot of different solutions and resources, but God, we want to turn that over to you and make you our A, number one, beginning and end option when it comes to hope and peace and a rock to stand on. God, may we have that in our hearts as we sing this next song. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>